You're listening to The Max with Sterling and Taylor Mack. Highly opinionated, and you just might learn something. Come on in and enjoy the listen. Gentlemen, to another installment of To The Max. We just running it up here. But before we go on, had to make this slight announcement. More. Wendy? Thanks, Chuck. We're standing here in front of the Olympic liquor store in Queens where scores of African-Americans have been lined up for hours. We spoke to a few of them earlier. Ladies, may we get a word? Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> With your broke ass. I only play that if it was kind of jumpy if you if you see the video, but I play that because if you are an NCAA former alumni athlete, I don't care what school you went to. There's money to be made right now, y'all. Checks have been mailed. Checks are should be in your mailbox. If you were a college football player, I'm gonna tell you what you need to do is run outside to your mailbox right now and check and see like a tooth fairy leaving money for you if there is a check waiting for you for a likeness settlement from the NCAA. Let me tell you, there's some poor people around. I don't know if you knew about this news, Sterling. Um, it's pretty exciting. I'm I'm hyped. Obviously, Brown Brown was up in the middle of it with everything that he uninterrupted do. Uh, you no, know, no, it, this is this is something different. I don't mean to cut you off. This is something completely what? different. What do you mean? There are checks literally going out. I have gotten my check already. I just got my check this week for a likeness settlement from the NCAA. Uh, four year. I don't know if it's just football or if it translates into other uh, sports, but at least a billion dollars must be had to have been paid out because to what to who? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I, so far, I've gotten them. I've seen random people. Uh, you, you already got paid. So, like, how does this even work? So, I got paid from EA. Right. And then this one is just another settlement. And uh, it was a check. It was some bands. I did. You know what? It's crazy. So I, I wasn't able to really like look at Twitter all day. Um, I did see something, though, like early this morning. Someone was like, I just got my NCAA settlement check. I thought it was like someone retweeting something from like a while ago because of all the news. Right. Um Interesting. Nope. It is a live check. Here's and what's here's what's messed up is your boy is not gonna get one. Um you, you might because... don't don't hold don't hold don't sell yourself short. You might you might get one. No, nah, I, I just read it. I'm I'm not because oh. uh it's it's only football and basketball. Oh see that one kind of it's it's a little bit perplexing because baseball still falls football. in line to the big three. Baseball is still a big three sport, in my opinion. Or has it got or has it gotten replaced? No, it hasn't gotten replaced, especially with college. Just it's not a true revenue sport for so many schools, right? I mean, obviously, if you go to a ton of the SEC schools or Texas or um, Cal State Fullerton or something like that, right? You're right. you're a revenue baseball program, but a lot of programs in baseball lose lose a lot of money. Right. I'm sorry. I was hoping you could have got something. You know, it was a. Uh... It looks like it's a nice little check. It was a nice little check, though. Mm, not a nice little check. Like it's like she said, hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. That's the uh, Dave Chappelle episode when black folk got their reparations. <laughs> that would be a glorious day. That'll never happen. 
That that will never happen. You're supposed to get 40 acres and a mule. I'm still waiting for that 40 acres and a mule. What would you do with the mule now? I'd have it plow the 40 acres, duh. Now I don't have to go out and get a John Deere. I'm roughnecking it. You would have the mule do that and just, just what is that? Die. Is that is that animal abuse now? I don't know, actually. It probably could, probably would be considered. Uh what would I do with 40 acres? If that's just money. And this no or knowing what to do with it, whether in location wise. But as the population gets bigger, it's just land was going to be in higher demand. I was about to say, if, if, if it ever happened, it would be in New Mexico, Arizona, North Dakota, South Dakota. That's where the land would be in Alaska. Uh, Yeah, it would be because that's where the oil, oil deposits are in those reserves and stuff like that. That's also just where the less land, the, the, the it's sparsely populated, right? Right. I don't know. Still waiting on it. Government, let me get it. Things are happening. You got impeachments rolling. You got the the right mad at the left. The left been mad at the right. But what about the folks in the middle? That's what I want. I don't even want to get political. But what about the middle people? Everybody always forgets about the middle folk. That's all I want. You know who I kind of like, though? I know we're, we're not going to talk, talk politics. I like Andrew Yang. I really do. Obviously, I like saying I'm a part of the Yang gang. I'm, I'm not saying that's my full affiliation, but I like Andrew Yang. I think it's, he's got some ideas. Why did you just say Yang gang? Yang gang. Um, bow, bow, bow. It's, it's, just got a, it's, got a, it's got a nice affiliation with it. Oh, yeah, I'm part of that Yang gang. What you know about it? Yang gang, baby. No, you're not feeling it? No, not really. I did see, so I'm going to answer your question and say something to what you just did. Skepta is dating Adele. That sound you just made made me think of Skepta. Oh, the Skepta. <laughs> uh, he's dating Adele now. You know which, is, which is a little wild. You Definitely know, wild. Definitely un, wild. unexpected. I can't wait for the music after the breakup. I feel like she does ride or die. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happened with her last relationship, but that brings me. They were to, there together for a while. It does. It does. But that brings me to a, uh, a good topic that I, that I think we could talk about. And that is out kicking your coverage. Ooh, man. Everybody's trying to do that in life. With whatever it is, whether it's, relationship job whatever exactly it's just automatic success come up level happens whenever you do something like that i don't want to say she outkicked her coverage but look at what happens in the span of her career i think she's she seems like she's my probably cool chick the girl that's dating uh rob gronkowski goes from randomly trying out as a cheerleader for the patriots uh, I think ends up leaving. The, wait, wait, hold up. Ends up leaving. I think because uh, she starts dating Rob Gronkowski. Then she starts blowing up on social media. Then she gets the cover of SI swimsuit. And you're like, from a random tryout. Then you start dating. They, I mean, good looking people, good looking couple. I'm. Mean, that's not my question. I'm just saying it's a different trajectory for life goals. That's that's when a you, totally different thing than out kicking your coverage. She didn't out kick her coverage with 
Rob Gronkowski, right? Maybe in life trajectory for job for jobs or or anything outcome that way. You just said different different ways you can outkick your coverage, but it's a come up game for whatever you do. If you ugly and now you got a wifey on the side and you like this is mine. Good for you. Outkicking your coverage is like the dude that or like dude whoever, right? Like you're sitting out of you're like hanging out. It's Saturday at like four o'clock. You're watching Indiana blow a game against Michigan State, and a couple walks by you, and it automatically you turn your head. And you're not turning your head just because of the attraction. You're turning your head because you're just perplexed. How did he get? How did he get her? The the funny thing is not funny thing. I've actually seen it reverse a little bit more. Oh. And I've been like, huh, how did she get him? I think that's always that's always interesting, too. That is always interesting. Hey, but you know what? If you vibe with somebody, you vibe with somebody. But uh, I do I do feel I never knew who the guy that was dating Adele. I never really, I don't dive into celebrity no, couples, but you got to feel for him. I feel like, you know, he's 10 toes in. And then oh, no, she like remember. I mean, one of he her songs like he didn't cheat on her. He che- uh, oh. I don't know. Something happened. All I know is you. Whatever you do, I don't care if you if you and Taylor Swift end up at a bar and you don't get starstruck and y'all hit it off. Never don't don't go that down the Taylor Swift route because you're gonna be a song that and those songs millions of views and there's no coming back from it. I actually think being in a Taylor Swift song would help you down the line. Oh, how so? Because I feel like if you dated Taylor Swift and then she made a song about you, you'd be out in L.A., you're like at the bungalow or something, and somebody starts talking to you, and next thing you know, people are like, are are you the person that she wrote that song about? I feel like that would just attract a lot of of things around you. Yeah, but is that positive? Like, are are you going to end up being able to cash that notoriety in some type of monetary way? Or is it just going to result in you getting abused by 12 year olds on Twitter for years? Oh, you're, you're definitely getting abused. You're, you're getting, the, the, the abuse is going to be rough. Yeah, it's going to be bad. It's not just 12 year olds too. It's like grown, it's grown people. It's grown, it's grown women still acting like 12 year olds. Yeah. It's, 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 just, it's just pretty, pretty perplexing. But do you want to live with that? And then when you're out at the bar, you're like, yeah, I am. And then they're like, uh, Sucks to be you. Didn't go, the, and then you're like, "Oh, that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go." The book deals don't come around. The Ellen DeGeneres interview doesn't not, come around. You're, you're not getting those, but I don't you, think you could definitely. If you work it, if you you should be able to work it to get on Ellen. Eh, I don't know. She's done so many songs now. It's like, eh, yeah. Uh, that is true. I guess after the first, you're good. But then when you're like the fourth person down the line, then that kind of sucks. The only. The thing that would get you, like, the Kanye situation with Taylor got Ellen, you know what I mean? Not, like, her breakup songs. Yeah, very true. Um, But in a transition from outkicking coverage, I know a little bit different. Uh, You know who's been outkicking coverage? Coverages. That's NFL backups. NFL backups need to be hit with the RICO Act, because it's ridiculous. We have, uh, how I mean, just just countless 
countless QBs that have just made a living in the NFL not being able to garner or sniff a starting spot, starting position at all. All they are known to do is just hold the anchor down on the back end of the bench. And when something goes awry, they're going to step up. But that's maybe one or two games. And then they can have a career of 10 years and uh, make millions of dollars and have like two two TDs to their name, which is it, absurd. Is it oh, – it's always a question of when you're hanging out, right? Is it better to be a backup QB, a backup catcher who typically plays like once a week, so you're not really bad. You're just you're just not an everyday guy, or the twelfth man on the basketball team? Ooh, is my last name Jones, and I'm best friends with LeBron. Mm, God. Well, that's that's a, tough that, that's a little wrinkle. That is a wrinkle. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to throw that one out there because that is an exception to the rule, or maybe not. But it's definitely the best thing to be a backup quarterback. Well, but, James Jones rode that thing <laughs> until he couldn't ride it no more. Is he still? Is he? Did he not make it over to the Lakers? Is he still? He's done. No, he's the GM for the Suns. And remember, then LeBron like texted him, and that's how they got um, Tyson Chandler last year. Hmm. I love the spider web that LeBron and Rich Paul have in the league. It is awesome. Oh, uh, but, yeah, I would definitely want to be a backup quarterback. And and why, Sterling, break, to, break down these stats, Sterling, please, please, for why it's great to be a backup quarterback. All right. So I, I wanted to look at a few of these guys that we are pretty – Pretty notable as far as name recognition. Either they were really good in college or, the, you know, we just know their name from something that's happened in the NFL. So I picked out six names and wanted to go through how much they've made comparable to how long they've been in the league and how many and what their touchdown passes are, or mm-hmm. what their, essentially what their stats are. So we'll start with my man Colt McCoy. Okay. He's been in the league 10 years, made $17.2 million thrown 29 touchdown passes. Jesus. The next one we got is A.J. McCarron. Mm-hmm. He obviously blew up. He was Alabama's quarterback, Brent Musburger, the whole thing. We get it. Mm-hmm. Six years in the league, $10.4 million, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. Uh, the next one is Drew Stanton. Drew Stanton – has made 31.9 30, 32 million dollars. Drew Stanton. Oof. He, that's over 13 years. He's got 20 TDs, 24 interceptions. Yeah. Brian Hoyer, who's kind of been a starter, but like we all know that he's not a starter, right? Right. He obviously like went to the playoffs with the Texans and yada yada yada. That got was the, one of them, got the one boot of them. for for Stidham at uh the Patriots, but journeyman backup. Journeyman backup. Yep. Yep. Uh, $27 million, 48 <laughs> touchdowns to 30 interceptions. All right. Two more. Chase Daniel. This is the big one. I think everyone kind of uses Chase Daniel, right? Because he's made $34 million and thrown five touchdown passes. Can you say that stat one more time, please? Chase Daniel has made $34 million and thrown five touchdown passes and three interceptions. That's not counting his stats Sunday. I have no idea what he did Sunday coming in for Trubisky, who 
they both should just be backups at this point. But anyways, the last one is I didn't know he was still in the league, and I'm gonna do this because he was such a high profile guy. That is awful for Chase Daniels. I'm sorry, I couldn't. I'm still. I can't get still wrapping my head around. People get mad at NBA contracts. It's like, man, y'all y'all out here paying Chase Daniels seven million dollars to. I've heard he's an amazing guy. I don't want to like, I'm not trying to. Yeah. This is nothing for personality. Obviously yeah, you just got the work hard. You got to make some throws, but dog. <laughs> right. Those, those, even if he heard those stats, he knows the stats. He'd be like, yeah, I know, but I no, still get money out here. <laughs> That's all that matters. But Jesus. Oh, wow. I'm sure I can look it up. I see who, who his agent is. The last one is Matt Barkley, who is, Made seven million dollars over seven years and has ten TDs and nineteen interceptions. So the biggest thing I'm hearing from this, you want to either go to Michigan State University, right, USC, or Alabama. Pretty much will guarantee you a route. I know Matt Barkey was the only one, but you still have. I mean, CP's been in the league. Uh, I mean, he's not a backup, but. Um, who was the other dude that barely played? Then he got drafted. He was like the third string backup. But John Sam, David Booty, Booty, thank you. Booty was Booty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sanchez and Butt Fumble. There are so many backup quarterbacks from USC. But good, good God, John the, David Booty literally didn't play and still got drafted. Often pure name of USC. That is that is unbelievable. Uh. That's that's absurd, though, that you can last in the league that long. One thing I will note, I ain't hear no brothers' names being called in that. Why why can't we have any brothers in there as career backups? It's an what? interesting point because I, I, I can't – Achilles Smith, I can't think of a guy that was a true – first, right, there hasn't been that many black quarterbacks that have just, like, been in the league for a long time, right? Right, right. But the next part of that is like I can't think of one, maybe Achilles Smith that's been out there, and you're like, ah. But he was kind of a starter, but then he was terrible. So then you're like, you don't need to be around here. Yeah. It is interesting, right? And here's here's the hyperbole, right? Is people what a what happens to quarterbacks like a Greg McElroy, AJ McCarron, right? It's like right. first, first in, last out, great teammate, all that type of stuff, right? You yep. never heard that with and Mike Vick was never first in last out, but you never heard that type of stuff with him. Or you don't even hear it with Mahomes. People are just like, he has a great arm. He's a great arm. Yeah. You he's, know what I mean? he's just a student of the game. I I mean, when you when you look at him, he's just so cerebral. You sit down and talk with him, and he just blows your mind for everything that he knows about the playbook. Okay. Well, then why isn't he gonna be a starter at some point in time? Like, I hate just don't don't <laughs> say all that about him. Like no, no, stop saying the cerebral game for all these backups. You know who I'm cheering for? I'm cheering for RG3 to continue this parade as a backup QB. I want to see RG3 10 years from now still as a backup. Oh, man. That would, that would be huge success. We should celebrate that on Black History Month and have a day just for the RG3, just for that, because that is an unbelievable accomplishment. It's, but it is weird, though, Like, because let's just, let's, let's just break it down. AJ McCarron. Matt Barkley. I mean McElroy when he was there. But you I mean, you could just start going through the league like everybody. I mean, look at all the obviously Teddy Bridgewater is a backup right now, but 
he's he was a starter. I still see him as a starter. But you have somebody that comes into the league as a fifth round pick, fourth round pick, maybe at the highest, and is still looked at as like you know what could challenge for the starting spot, but is probably going to just be a backup. Josh Dobbs is still out there, huh? Josh, Josh hey, shout out Josh Dobbs. I hope he can get us you know an opportunity to start out. But hey, bro, no, he's terrible. Dobbs. Ride that backup train till the wheels fall off, my brother. I'm talking about. I want to hear. Actually, you do hear first in, last out with Josh Dobbs. Keep that thing rolling. I mean, he has to because he can't throw a ten yard out. Yeah, I don't know. He be, he works with the best in Atlanta. I know. I know the crew he works out with down there. But you know, Josh Dobbs, keep doing what you're doing. RG three, keep doing what you. Who? What are the brothers? What are the brothers? We have, we have any uh, – are there any Hispanic quarterbacks? Oh, wow. Um, they're – so that's another thing, right? Where are my his, Hispanic brothers at? There's not a lot of other races. Like, you get other – like, basketball, right, is – baseball gets a ton of Caribbean and, and all that type of stuff, right? And right. Guys from Asia come over. <clears throat> basketball gets a ton of the Euro guys. Um, football is really just, like, white and black. And of course, yeah. you, you'll have some like Pacific Island guys that went to Hawaii or, you know, Arizona or something like that that, that are in the league. But it, it's right. interesting the racial code that's in the NFL as opposed to baseball, which is very baseball is really weird racially. I'm not going to go down that path, but there's a lot of different races within baseball. Right. right? But football, it, it really is predominant. That's a good point. It's just black and white. Wow. Isn't that weird? And and to think football is celebrating its hundredth year. I don't want to say his name wrong. So the um, who was the the huh. char- the Chargers kicker? He was. Oh, uh, I don't. He's he's, to... uh, he's of Asian descent, correct? Um, Jung Ho Koo, right? He was. Yeah. I think he's one of the first. I thought his last name's Kim. Uh, no, I'm looking at Koo. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I said that right, so I apologize. Um. I think he is one of the first, like, like, you know, I, and he's born in America, but like he's first generation, like yeah. Asian. I think yeah. he is either first or one of the either the first or second, like, first generation Asian players to be in the NFL. That was a year ago, right? Uh, Got to do better, NFL. Hundredth year, still just straight black and white. Scouts need to look at different type type of talent. I actually just saw just on a flip note. Uh, flip side of this, a, a big article. I didn't, I didn't read it. I did, I did what everybody did. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I headlined it. But what the point was, I, I did open it up for the first sentence, first couple sentences. Uh the myth about having, you know, cornerback size and how they're looked at to be. You need to have a larger corner, but like that doesn't really always translate best into the game. But those myths throughout football hold up. I think stronger probably baseball is probably ahead still maybe a little bit a lot of people are getting ushered out of the game old wise but the stereotypical the prototypical quarterback the prototypical linebacker wide receiver uh actually wide receivers i'll take that out that's that's probably that's the only position that's probably completely changed every other position is pro- is still the same for what scouts look at because you've had over the years of the wide receiver position um Welker, Steve Smith, the short receivers that have broken the mold. So you don't now just have to have a 6'4 receiver that runs a 4840. Um well football's also played differently with 
you know, the extension of the passing game being with these quick screens, True. it's a lot right. about kind of pace, like a basketball term, right? Pace and space, as opposed to um, what it used to be is like having a six, four dude in the outside. You can just kind of throw it up to her, a Michael Irvin type player. Right. So right. it's interesting. You say that I, I think scouts have always been very rigid in trying to, you know, make someone conform. I think basketball is like an easy one, right? Like, you would take Kevin Durant in 1990 would have been on in the post. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I think it's just the evolution of like where we are with how, how unbelievable these, these athletes are that are coming up. I, I do think it's interesting though, how, how you just talked about that, where like other races, if, if let's just say if you are another race and you're trying to play football, like if you don't fit that mold, someone that's a scout, that's, it's probably going to just overlook you naturally because, because of that. Right. Exactly. And kind of it's, it's hopefully it changes. They had a little, had a little glitch up right there, but yeah, you miss these prospects that, that just because they don't look prototypical or don't fit uh, what everybody else is kind of doing, fit that mold. They got to work that much harder than you have the stories come out of. I was overlooked. I was draft pick, like blah, 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 blah. And then I had to do this or I wasn't drafted at all. Uh, but to the main point about NFL QBs, it's just ridiculous that you can just have a 10-year career, throw five touchdowns, and still be in the league. And I don't want to, and I, I know, I guess people, people probably listening are like, or when, when are they going to say it? When, when are they going to, when, when are they going to drop it? When are they, when, Colin Kaepernick, when are they going to say it? Colin, Colin Kaepernick. It what? does make you say it though. Like, what was that voice? <laughs> that's, those are the nations. When, when are they going to say it? I, I already know it's coming. Colin Kaepernick, because all these backups aren't good. But Colin Kaepernick, blah, 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 blah. I know it's going to be coming. But, <laughs> You sound, really, like Rand, you sound like Randy from South Park. Well, I, I I thought this was America. This is, I, I thought this was America. It was a, it's one of my favorite characters of all time. <laughs> um, um, but it really does. Like when you break it down, it's just it's like it's like wh- why can't there be an opportunity? Right, there there are opportunities. Why? But we already know the the answer to that. Of isn't he back in the league? Um, but we all know the answer to that. Yeah, of course. Uh, I had a fun little uh, topic I kind of wanted to talk about. Yeah, hit me with it. So I was in the facilities the other day. The facilities is called the Golden Throne, people. If you don't know what that is, it's my sanctuary. I go in. I bring my phone. I sit down on the porcelain throne. I don't and know. I, people needed to know. You could just you could just call it something else. But I enjoy good thoughts. That's where you can have good creative thoughts on the porcelain throne. And this thought ran through my head, and I was like, you know what? That in this movie, so and so was was really was really pimping. You know, had some had some strong game, and I want to talk about that. Who? Are the strongest what what characters have you seen in a TV show or a movie that had unbelievable game about themselves? Just 
could pull a guy, a girl pulling a guy, guy pulling a girl through in the movie. And you're just like, you know what? Yeah, that was they're smooth. Like that was that was smooth. And I was thinking about that. What 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 do you have anybody that that kind of comes to mind? Um, off the top of my head, it has to be Alex Hitchens, right? Will Smith being Hitch. The premise of the movie is him setting up other people, but when he his interactions with women, he's incredibly natural and like everything is just so smooth and it's so smooth until right he's he finds somebody that he really likes and then he can't be smooth anymore which is right the, the funny part of it so that's the first that comes to mind um also though natalie portman in what's that uh what's that movie with ashton kutcher oh she played him she played him pretty well i like oh that one I forgot. Uh, like, not, friends, not friends with benefits, but uh, da, 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 it's the other one. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it was it's like friends with benefits, and this one came out almost at the same time, essentially around the around the same time. Uh, friends with benefits, no strings attached. No strings. There we go. Yeah, she she was like this. Yeah, right. She that was another one where she was just like ultra smooth. Like, what made it funny until she kind of fell for him. And then she had to try to pull herself out of like not being, not falling for him. She did. She really did. That was, that's a good, that was a good movie. Cause she, you know, strung him along, didn't want to dive in. And yep. then I might kept, watch that tonight. kept him invested, obviously. Yep. Ladies, if you listen and that's what you got to do. You just got to keep, you got to play hard to kick. They always say that. But if you do it in the right way, you can have yourself a no strings attack type moment. A rom-com type moment. But you know what my movie is? What's your movie? I, I wanted to have something queued up for you too, but this is what I got queued up. This is my movie. I guess you missed your flight again. Or maybe you have it already bad travel. Please, please. It's okay, Victor. All men lie. At least you're not very good at it. I did not lie. You told me you were delayed. You never said it was for nine months. Maybe you see the men the way you want to see the men. So what am I seeing? Who are you? Oh, Victor Navorsky. I don't know why it was glitchy a little bit. Don't worry about it. But the whole point of that is Victor Navorsky from the terminal had this had the best game I have ever seen of anybody. I know he, he see this is the thing with Hitch. Hitch, that was his job. Yes, as a person. He has game. He's very smooth. But at the end of the day, that's his job. So he's continuing to hone his skills because he has to do that because he has to project his image onto others to help them out so that they can find the love or have the love that they want to have. But he continues to work because it's his job. Victor Navorsky, this is one heartbeat. That's him. That's this is all him. That's all he's doing. He's just being his natural self. Now, let me give you guys the breakdown of what The Terminal is if you haven't seen it. Fantastic movie. Absolute. Absolutely. Should have won an Oscar for it. Not really. Okay. But uh, Victor Navorsky is a lone traveler that is stuck in the United States because his country is going through civil war. So he has no representation. So you have no representation as a country because no one has is under rule, under power there. So he is stranded in the New York City LaGuardia Airport, Terminal, whatever, D, 
or the international terminal and he cannot step foot into America and he's here to come to America for his father. Uh, and he can't step foot in America until he tells people why he wants to be there. Uh, but he doesn't want to do that because he feels like he's being, his rights are being infringed upon a little bit. It's not said, but interpreted. And, uh, he's, he's strikingly like a, like a smooth silk Fox grabs, Renee Zell, no, it's Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> I was about to say Renee. I have Renee Zell Wedger. Uh, Zell what? Zell Wedger. I always say it like that because ever since Dave Chappelle, who the who's Renee Zell Wedger? I can't. It's been stuck in my head. Uh, That's not why you said that like that, but okay. It it really is. That's, it's just always stuck in my head like that. But Catherine Zeta Jones, and he cannot leave the terminal, and he makes this woman believe, which is his pure heart and his intentions that he's just a traveler and they always see each other at the same time. And by the end of the movie, boom, boom, my man, Victor got in them cheeks. Got him some cheeks. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. You didn't, you didn't catch that. Really? No, that's yes. not. Yes. You're projecting into the movie. I am not projecting because everybody, everybody knows. When the camera does the roll away, pan away, go to cut to black, everybody knows what that means. There's some there's some loving going on. And Victor, yeah, but not that. It wasn't that type of loving though. It was just a long, sensual moment that they had, and where she fell for him. Exactly. So they had the. I don't want to spoil the movie. You know what? The movie's been out long enough. I'm spoiling it. How are you going to spoil a movie from the 90s? Because maybe somebody's like, you know what? That scene sounded really romantic. It sounded very cool. This is a very great description of this movie. I haven't seen it. I want to go see it. Oh, now it's spoiled. You didn't think about that? You're going to be selfish, but I will be selfish. Uh, That's not being selfish. Spoilers like the movie is still in the theaters. You've had ample time to watch this movie. You have, but anything can be spoiled, man. But... No, um, you can tell because movie pans away, and she says, uh, in that clip, as if it, if it would have rolled farther, she left her husband for him, essentially, saying she hoping that she didn't make the mistake of leaving her husband because she was already cheating on her husband with another man, and so she broke it off with that man. Let me let me correct myself. Who she, who she thought was going to leave his wife, which that's never the case. And he, she was coming for Victor. She didn't have a husband. She didn't. She didn't have a husband. She she thought the husband was going to leave for her, but that's just, just never happened. Right. Uh, and I thought that was like, you know what? Bro got some game that I need to be taking notes on. Because that was ultra silky smooth. Until TSA blew up his spot. That's all I could say. No pun. I, wasn't it the um, I, who 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 like realized like that he was living there? I forget who it was. No, TSA always knew he was living there. It was the head security guy. That's right. And he was mad at him because uh, Victor blew his chances of being promoted up the federal ranks. So he blew his spot up. But I just thought that was awesome. 
And I, I will put Hitch high. Don't don't get me wrong. But I thought Victor Navorsky needed to be recognized because brother man put in work for two hours to have a kiss, a great moment, and then parlay that all the way back over to his pushed together cot that we've all done at an airport. If you had to have a long layover, you try and push some chairs together, make yourself a small bed. No, but he had like his own member because it's the way they did LaGuardia for the, or, you know, like how they portrayed LaGuardia. Um, he had that roped off section that was, they were doing construction. Yeah. He had his own little area. Yeah. He had like an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I mean, he was living there for months. So yeah, he had his a little apartment with a great view. So I just wanted to get that shot. I thought that was really cool. Um, um, I didn't realize who you got. It's Which, partially inspired by the 18 year stay. Uh, I'm not going to try to say that person's name, uh, but they were staying in Terminal One of the Paris Charles de Gaulle Airport. Oh, loosely based on. They were there for from 1988 to 2006. I mean, did were they employed at that point in time? Like, geez. I mean, at that right, it's somebody, something, right? Well, that's the that's what makes the movie so heartwarming, right? Heartfelt is that Tom Hanks's character is he's going he does all this stuff within the airport, so like everyone loves it, right? He kind of becomes like a part of the airport, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, I kind of felt bad about uh, felt bad for. I always feel bad for, um, and the Nutty Professor. When Sherman at the at the comedy club, Dave Chappelle starts ripping on him. But then I thought to myself, that's a life lesson. If he would have just sat there, probably would have had it and just taken a couple jokes. Just take it. He would have been fine. Yeah, it's tough though. Why like you don't want to sit there and just be made fun of by people? You don't, but it's a life lesson. Stay in your lane, don't expose yourself. And don't expose yourself, and you're good because he got up, knocked something over. Life was waiting for him to have a couple jokes. Would have moved on, then he would have enjoyed his T-bone, whatever he would have ordered, and how then could have got a caller. How are you? How are you connecting this to Tom Hanks? I'm not connecting it to Tom Hanks at all. It oh. just popped in my head because I felt I, I was I watched the movie recently, uh, and then I just thought about it. I will say, like when you're Sherman didn't have bad game though. Uh, he was just big. But he had game. He had game. He pulled Janet Jackson. Okay, I will say (laughs) he pulled Janet. We didn't see how that happened. Anyways, we will. I will say though, like if you've ever been to, I've been to like an improv show or you know, like a kind of like one of those random comedy shows. Yeah, where where I think comedy is one of the toughest things to do in life to get up in front of people and make them laugh over whatever. Agreed. It's tough when, so people typically start going in the crowd either to start their act or if they get caught, they get caught like they're, they're stuck or they just like don't have any extra material. I've been a subject of somebody getting caught. And I actually will say mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's one of those like very, you're, I sweat naturally. So, there's now extra sweat. And I understand why Sherman wanted to get up. Cause like 
it's so because you can't really clap back, right? And not that I would ever, or like it's not that anything was demeaning or anything crazy was said to me, but you're in this moment where you're just like you're stuck. And like, why be stuck? Like, I don't want to, I really don't want to sit here and have you just like make fun of me and all these front of front of people that I'll, of course I'll never see again, right? But in the same sense, it's just a weird feeling. You're at that point, you just have to know you're a part of the show. Never oh, clap, yeah. never, like you said, never, never clap back at the comedian because they can go, they have the microphone. At the end of the day, that's all you need to know. They exactly. have the microphone. People can hear them. But if you know how to play with them, it helps you out, helps you out a lot you got to be you have to you have to know how to work you with, can, like, roll with it especially like I, he asked me a couple questions and i just like answered them like really quickly and he made jokes off of my answers which i thought was actually pretty brilliant yeah in the moment right so did you go to like a chris delia show uh no I, it was random it was just random people mm. and uh yeah yeah you just gotta you gotta know how to roll with it and if you can roll with it then you're you're all good that's Play, play, play off of it. But if you go the opposite route and turn into the heckler, ooh, you're gonna get killed. Yeah, oh yeah, your life will get taken from you. Then you'll be thrown on YouTube. People won't see your face, but you know it's you. And then you just gotta live with it, or never, or bury it, and never bring it up again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of burying it and trying to never bring it up again, Buddy was suspended this past week. Off of past actions in the NFL, that is Vontez Perfect. Uh, I wanted to talk perfect because I don't agree with the ruling. Okay. is I, I guess we should start with there were multiple instances this past weekend where there were very violent hits in, in different games, right? That's correct. With that being said, Vontez Burfick said actually to me, right? And this is me, if you did not know it was Vontez Burfick, that hit wasn't that bad. Now, of course, like it wasn't. It wasn't. It's one of those hits where, and it, it, this is this happened multiple times. And I'll I, I'll flip this back to you being a former guy that played defense and had plays like this. It's so tough to me in the NFL nowadays when guys are what is Doyle? Six five, right? He's a tall, he's a he's a he's a big tight end. He's got good size. He's catching the ball, makes a turn, someone's grabbing his kind of waist, right? Vontez is coming from his left side. You have to make a like we've always we've always heard the term like gang tackling, right? Some some right. guys you need to be able to like bring down with multiple people. Right. That's just part of football. And especially if you're coming full speed at somebody and they duck their head either to brace for impact or to try to break a tackle and like get more yardage, there's inevitably going to be a hit to your head. And before I let, before you go, Josh Allen's hit is the same way, right? It was. Uh, I, Allen led with his head. I, I was about to say, Josh Allen literally ducked his head down. And he's a big dude trying to make a trying to make a play on third down. Like we, I get it. I think but, it was a but, jump. I think it was Jones that hit him. But it was it was a great no, hit. It was Chung. No, it wasn't Chung. It was uh, it was another. It was the other safety. Oh okay. But 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 you we can't we can't listen. I get it. I, I think that's the thing too. Is like we're so conditioned to 
talk CTE. And when we see these hits, even I like kind of react like, oh man, that, that probably hurt. Like, but as before, we'd be like, oh, that was an amazing hit. But we have to start talking about what the offensive player is doing comparable to to what the action is. is of somebody of the defender coming in. Exactly. So let's 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 look at let me let's look at the Doyle hit. Uh, Adjusted that pass. Yep. Jacoby Brissett. Jack Doyle again from Jacoby Brissett. First down, and Vontez Perfect is going to be ejected. Let's take another look, and we'll show you why. He's jumping with the helmet like a missile. That's the right call. Yeah, I mean, no, it is not. That is the wrong call. Um, Jack Doyle was getting uh, he he was a runner. He's not defenseless. He has the ability to advance for more yards. Just because the throw from Brissett puts him in this position doesn't make. Doesn't put perfect at fault for trying to finish the play there so that Doyle can't advance for yards. Doyle was getting up. And then if you watch, I mean, and then he gets up and then there was it was fine. But like Sterling said, when you have the slow-mo come in, it uh amplifies it a million times because it's piece by piece by frame by frame by frame, boom, hit. It makes it go along with perfect's past history. Was that choppy or was that smooth for you? A little choppy, but let me ask you, like what if you're now he does launch right and i think that's one play like that's one thing as as a defender they're trying to get out of the game but yeah. if if you were to come make that play how else would you hit him right he he actually hits he he puts his arms out to try to hit him in the midsection to knock him down like what else are you supposed to do there yeah the only thing that perfect should have done was had his head raised head dropped down he didn't fully see what he was hitting but if doyle was up or say if Doyle had popped up faster, perfect's not suspended. Play goes on, it's second down or first down, and no one's nothing's ever heard of again about that play. But it's just because of the positioning makes everything um amplifies it all. And then now Burfick's suspended for the year. And let's this is this kind of goes to another point about the NFL. And I don't know if anybody's ever has hit on this yet. The NFL has now turned into a very reactionary league and not proactive. So you have Bonta after that hit, Perfect was trending on Twitter. Everybody's calling saying this man needs to be suspended, needs to be kicked out of the league. That should be the last play that Perfect should have in the NFL uh, forever. No, not at all. But then lo and behold, new outrage comes back around Boom, perfect is suspended for the year. Oh, there was a really bad pass interference call. One city wants to have outrage because they can't act like grown adults and take an L like a, a grown man or woman. Now the NFL has the review of the pass interference call. And it is now the NFL reacting to what fans are saying. Obviously, you want to make sure your fans have a good time. I get that. You want to make sure your games run smooth. You want to make sure everything call-wise can be clear, concise. There's not going to be hiccups. That's where the human error comes in. That's what makes the game great. That makes what makes it fun. Yes, people mess up. Yes, that call was blown. Yes, the Aints didn't make it to Atlanta. Ha ha. Good job. I love it. You didn't deserve it. You didn't deserve it. That's all that means. You didn't deserve it. One play does never lose you the game. I don't my head. Who knows? But take it like an L. Take it on the chin. Come back next year and try and get that dub. But 
the NFL right now is just listening. Oh, what's the most popping thing on Twitter that everybody's outraged about? Uh, let's check the back history on it. Has there been enough stuff said about it? All right, now let's change it up. I think that's the pattern I'm seeing from the NFL. That's very scary. It is very scary because it's setting a dangerous precedent that it's going to affect somebody in a very, very negative way. It started with Vontez Perfect. Yes, he has a history of being a dirty player. The hit verse, uh, AB, obviously uncalled for, rivalry game. I uh, forgot the other hit that he had, but the pattern doesn't help him. Yes. But like Sterling said earlier, you have to look at the positioning of the offensive player and put everything into context. Defenders now have no chance as the game progresses. The only thing that's been nice is having OPI calls, offense, offensive pass interference. But defenders have no chance in the way that this league is going because you're playing too fast. There's a reason why there's three laws that Newton made up. The NFL apparently wants the players to play at a fourth law to stop your your forward progress, to, to magically hit a brick brick wall and stop your motion and fall like a feather um, or somehow contort your body to, to not make a hit when a hit is just naturally going to come to you like this. So that's that's my rant right here. It's it's absurd. NFL's going down a bad path that they don't even know. But you heard it here first on to the max. I think it's a great point, right, about the reactionary. I think the NFL's always been incredibly reactionary. I mean, if you even go back to what happened with Ray Rice, he got a two-game suspension. There's outcry all of a sudden when it went to six games or something like that. I mean, it's – I think Roger Goodell is always – one, he's he's never been consistent on, on how he divvies out punishment and, that, and how he regulates his game. Right. And then, and then to that, right, he tries to appease what – you know, his quote unquote, like hardcore fans and in doing so, I, th- I think he's just, obviously it's what makes him a really, really bad, uh, whatever he is. Uh, it, it does makes him for a bad commish, but yeah. the owners, the owners see black at the end of the, at the end of the year, no one's in the red owners making more money. That's all they care about. Goodell pulls in his $45 million check, which is, Ooh. Oh, that's nice. That's Island money. Not, oh, even, yeah. not, even, not even small island money. Buddy can do a, a good island, maybe stack up for two years. How long has he been commissioner? Uh, a Eight? decade, right? Ten? Okay. I think a decade, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't doing bad previously to that either. He's the son of a senator, my career, or a son of a politician. I didn't Isn't know that. Right? Good for him. Isn't that right? I think that's right. I might be wrong. Oh, I don't know his backstory. Thought I read that somewhere. I could be wrong. It's either it's somebody. He's the son of somebody prominent. I do know that. Um, it's just it's just that that outrage just made me. It just it just goes along where everything is in the world right now. If there's enough outrage, if it's good, obviously can be used as a good tool. But social media is setting some very dangerous stuff right now. Yeah, and it's tough too because yeah, it's just tough. It's tough as you're watching these games, and actually, I want to play it. The, the 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 pass interference calls it broke up for a second, but so pass. So the thing about the pass interference calls now, uh, what is it's like two on one side, like it's it's too ticky tack now. Is that what you're kind of you're thinking of? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because I think we want to challenge these calls. To your point, right? But what happened in the Saints game is egregious. Now we have the ability to challenge these calls, and we don't know. It's now it's like the catch rule. Now we don't know what what is pass interference, what isn't pass interference. If you saw last night, 
Oh, thank you. Go on, preach. I didn't really watch the game last night, but I did see the cut most of the first quarter. There was a play down the sideline where they called um, they called offensive pass interference. Is that right? They called OPI on Washington. On yeah, and uh, every, for, and, for for the Steelers. And then Mike Tomlin threw a flag, and you're like, he he barely. I mean, he it was just a, he ran a normal route, put his arm out like he was looking for the ball, found it, then put his arms out to catch the ball. Didn't push off, didn't do anything like that. Even the official that's and I hate those guys. That sounds terrible. Hates the wrong word. I do not like the referees that are in the booth. Very mature of you, Sterling. Because they're they're uh, this isn't going to be mature. They're dog shit. They're awful. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when, like, I hate when they come on because because they start talking to you one they they just like start just trying to make up like random stuff to like make them sound very smart about being a, a former referee but and then they they typically are not close to what is about to be called in the field yeah. right. Well, if we look at the play here, uh, Washington goes from a, a, a 45 degree angle here, extends his arm completely out. So now we're at 180 degrees. And then you see the, 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 the slight push off uh, that, that, that creates about three feet exactly of separation. And I, 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 I'm going to have to say that's pass interference. Offense pass interference. It was a good call on the field. I think it was a good call on the field. They do that too. And it's tough because I'm sure it's a, you know, it's a brethren and whatever. Like they they always err on the side of the referee when it's sometimes very clear. Like some, sometimes people miss calls. That, that's the human error right. of having a referee. That's, that's every, I think we all understand that. But I think it's also okay to call it out. I think Joe Buck, actually, who I've never been a huge fan of, has actually done a really good job of being very honest about what he's seen on the on the field. He was calling the game for the that uh, that Rams game when they uh, they took away the the Rams Saints game when it was a right. fumble should have been called a fumble or, or they should have just let the play go out. They called it dead. It ended up should have being a fumble and the Saints actually would have scored on the play right. similar to what happened in the chiefs lions game. So it's, it's just been really interesting with, with some of the, the officiating and, and to your point, the reactionary um, stuff with the, the offensive pass or pass affairs. I agree with everything you said. You know, the one man that was calling people out last night, Booger McFarland. Marvin Lewis was sitting on his couch minding his own business. And Booger McFarlane blamed him for everything related to Von Tesperfect. <laughs> Let me tell you, Joe. <laughs> it's, 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 that was good, but it's Tess. Tess. Let, let me tell you, let me tell you, Tess. I blame Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis knew what was going on and enabled this. But see right here, this is third down and seven. They're gonna need seven yards here to get this first down. <laughs> I don't want to be like I'm hating on Booger, but sometimes Booger says some funny things. I'm like, I'm like, bruh. <laughs> uh, I'm rooting for Booger though, for real. I I am, <laughs> but I don't get he called. Marvin Lewis was chilling on his couch last night, and Booger came at him from left. I'm talking like you walk around the corner and left hook came at him. I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, like that's you, you made the great point though. If it was a bad call, announcers and former referees who are now in the in, in the booth, just call it out. That's all you gotta do. Um he does say like he's like test, test. <laughs> he's got that country Shannon Sharp, 
Like it's it makes it makes I and again I, I hope Booger was on uh, Ryan Rosillo. Like I think I think he's awesome. I hope he does like incredible. He I does have some really funny moments though. He has funny moments. Like I don't think he deserves a lot of the like. I think it's just automated Twitter hate that he's been getting now. It's just automatic. Um, yeah. turning the game off because Booger's on. No, come on now. If you Booger actually gives some good breakdowns and he's he's not. Everybody's like, oh, he's trying to you know predict the play like Tony Romo. He's reading the set and then going right. from off the set and what the play and the down to distance is, and he's been fairly accurate on what's happened. No one can do what Tony Romo does because Tony Romo is a quarterback, so you know and exactly. just one of the smarter. Like he's amazing. He's, yeah, like Tony Tony Romo is Tony Romo, but Booger I think has done a good job. Joe Tessitore has done a good job. I think it's a good. I like the crew. Joe and Witten last year was a struggle. Then you had the Booger Mobile. Tess and Witten. Everybody. Huh? Oh, you say Joe. Oh, Joe Tess. Joe Tess story. Yeah. yeah. He says Joe. I don't say Tess, but he does say Tess a lot more. He says Tess more than he says Joe. Yeah, he says Tess a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, they're growing on me. I, I, I don't mind the Monday Night Crew. I, I don't think they're bad. I mean, it's like you said, it's not Tony Romo. but Yeah. You know. But who could be Tony Romo? Right. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We hit the... We hit our hit our mark. It's time for y'all to go continue to subscribe. Listen out there. We appreciate it. Everything that you can find us at on iTunes and Spotify. Google Play is at to the max. And when it comes to IG, that's for the young folk. Instagram for the old folk and Twitter. It's at to the max radio on everything. We appreciate y'all listening. This is that number one show of to the max.